Well, here we are on another recording day. Yep. Busy recording schedule. Back I at it. It has been a week. My week has been crazy. Uh, my month has been crazy. Yep. So I'm, I'm really just feeling at the top peak form to record these few minutes <laughs> and then go take a break. <laughs> Dave, are you actually comfortable with the fact that I get to sit in the like massive, powerful seat of your equipment? I mean, as long as you don't muck it up. <laughs> I mean, I have no promises. Is that promises. your first choice of words? <laughs> <laughs> I give no promises on if I screw anything up. You know, if any if anything goes poorly, I can actually claim that I had nothing to do with it for the next <laughs> segment. Uh, we have True. we have two guests <laughs> coming in today, which is why we're talking about this. And yeah, the uh, cabin's only so big. People. People yeah. who have been inside the cabin are often very surprised at how small the space is. I actually think every guest we've ever had come to the cabin physically has commented that it is shockingly smaller yeah. than they thought it would be. I believe the term is cozy if you're a realtor. Yeah, cozy. If you're a realtor, oh my gosh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, to make some room, you guys are going to leave the out. nest and fly on your own. <laughs> Dave so is going to take Susan's a break. Susan's going to steer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steer in the driver's the, uh, seat. The, all the audio cues. So uh, watch out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Quick introductions. Welcome oh, yeah. to the Cabin Podcast. I'm oh, Audio yes. Dave. I'm Eric Paulson. And I'm Susan Foch. <laughs> and uh, Susan. And that... we're very professional here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to get mind-fluenced today. We are getting mind-fluenced. What the heck does that mean? Stick around and find out. It's the green button. Ah, it's my turn. The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association. And this week we're featuring Brown County, one of the first two counties formed in the state. It was just Brown and Crawford. When Wisconsin originally began. Way yeah. back when? Way back when. Uh, actually, actually, the Michigan Territorial Legislature formed Brown County in mm. 1818. Uh, named for Major General Jacob Brown, who was a military leader during the War of 1812. Uh, of course, uh, the oldest known tree, of course, nobody knows this. The oldest known tree in Wisconsin is in Brown County. What right a, in, right what a fun fact Scarf. to have yeah. in your pocket. <laughs> About 1,300 years old. And uh, back in the 1600s, Father Marquette, uh, the, you know, Marquette and Juliet, they were exploring mm-hmm. the Great Lakes, stepped off from the waters of Green Bay and greeted the natives who were there. He thought he was in Asia. Hmm. Are you serious? He thought he made it all the way over. Oh, my gosh. But he was wrong. Brown County, of course, uh, home to Green Bay and Lambeau Field, the largest stadium in Wisconsin and the oldest continuously operating stadium in the NFL. Brown County bisected by the Fox River, one of the few northward flowing rivers in the nation. And uh, about 269,000 people live in Brown County, which by Mm -hmm. itself would be tied with Madison for the second largest city in the state. Hmm. But 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 it's the whole county. But that's the whole county. Green Bay, of course, the... Not only the oldest city in the state, but the third largest, about 107,000 residents now. And it's the third largest city on Lake Michigan behind Chicago and Milwaukee. So there are your tidbits. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Eric, well, coming in hot with the fun facts. And so I like adding this part of WCA since we have so many episodes now. Mm-hmm. Eric, if people want to know more about the Green Bay area and have some travel inspiration, where do they go? Well, you can head back to episode 54 which is how to plan a getaway to Green Bay, or watch one of our newer Discover Wisconsin episodes. It's called Wisconsin Downtowns, and the fourth segment in it uh, features downtown Green Bay and me. Mm-hmm. I, we do a little Jimi Hendrix piece on it, yes. too. It's pretty cool. Uh, so check it out on any streaming platform for videos like YouTube, our Facebook page, or, of course, the Discover Wisconsin app. Love it. Susan, can we light this? Light this fire. 
I feel so powerful with this Roadcaster. Oh, my goodness. I feel so warm <laughs> with the flames. Roadcaster, by the way, is the little thing we use to oh, yeah, the, the sound mix board. the audio and, and do the little hot keys. That's oh. how we hear the campfire. All the things that Audio Dave has up his yeah. sleeve. They don't yes. let us use matches in here anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> Alrighty, friends, we are so excited. So Discover Wisconsin is doing something a little bit different and that's introducing a whole new kind of a whole new shebang, which is called the Mindfluencer. So this is the first time that we've ever partnered with some outside content creators who are making their own mini series and it's kind of a Discover Wisconsin Presents. And so we are so excited that the first people to kick this off are Patrick and Karina Cunningham, aka the Mindfluencers. Uh, first and foremost, welcome to the cabin and welcome to such a unique part of like the growth of the Discover Wisconsin like family, crew, umbrella, however you want to say it. So really quickly, um, and I know that you also have a baby with you, so um, can you quickly explain to our listeners like what the term Mindfluencers means and what your whole mini-series entails? Sure. Thank you so much for having us, and thanks for that introduction. Like, we're just glad we made it out of the door in one piece. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of very young children, so I get it. (laughs) We have four, four and under. So, holy cow! I'm sorry, four. Oh my god, four. Where's that four? (laughs) Wow, he's tired. Oh my gosh! I was going to (laughs) say, did you have one since our last conversation? I also (laughs) did. I would just like to point out, after my Stephanie Clett fail in the cabin, I did bring our guests coffee, and they're like nicely set up. So we gave them some caffeine <laughs> chugging that that coffee so thank you so much um but that's a great segue into what mindfluencers is it's really about how do people that are busy busy families people that don't have a lot of time and are just kind of stretched thin you know we want to be green we want to be sustainable we want to be better to the environment we don't know where to start um like just getting somewhere on time is like that's an, an accomplishment and so with mindfluencers it's all about mindful influencing is kind of the mix that's where the term comes from it's a bit yeah, of a we're pun. kind of playing with that term mind you know influencers i think people have like either a positive or a negative um, we've had a lot of interesting word. discussions about that influencer yeah. term lately and i think that we wanted to spin it into being more like mindful when you're purchasing or if you're influencing and we've always liked that and we've always been in entertainment. So we thought, well, we like the idea of the, you know, the platform of influencing, but maybe do it in a way that speaks to our hearts with, which is sustainability, you know, being good to the planet, being green Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe using that platform for something we're passionate about. It's you totally know, her idea too. Yeah, like and that, that, that's interesting. Credit. And we'll we'll get into a lot of specifics on the green things in a moment. But I'd like to know a little bit more about your backgrounds. You said <laughs> we've been in entertainment, yeah. for example. So what? Yeah, where, where do y'all um, come from? What have you do done before? Start? What got you here? That's a that's a loaded question. It I is. mean, really, because we met in Chicago as actors. I think I auditioned you for a film of mine. I right? didn't get the part. You know, he I didn't get the part. Did not get no. the part. No. That's a that's an awkward start to your something else cues. happened. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, it no, worked out all right for yeah. me. We so. both gravitated towards Chicago. Um, both went to school for some form of production or film, yeah. and then found ourselves in Chicago. Both as actors, I was a casting director and a producer. Did a film here, and we were both you know under agencies there doing and commercial work. You just kind of running the same circles, and we you know met each other, and we kept meeting each other. And I invited her to like six events, and she said no every time. Well, I was working on a film. Yeah, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm on a production. I was like, okay, sure. The first time that works, but after three or four times, but um, no, we met and uh, just kind of, you know, we, romance ensued. Okay, we don't need details. And, but... uh, 
I'm from I'm originally from Oklahoma and I've been in Chicago for like seven years. She brought me up to Wisconsin in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is good paradise. trick, isn't it? Yeah, this is oh, paradise. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. And uh, we got married as part of a surprise yeah, part plant of a secret. production. So yeah. our our relationship has always been kind of part of production and then we still do stuff here we act we model we um i do some radio and local tv shows here and so yeah we we kind of combined forces and our passions and thought we got to do this together so very cool yeah. That's awesome and now you're fast forward you've got three kids not four yeah <laughs> i don't know where that came from yeah i'm so worried. glad that was recorded that's another child <laughs> it's because they were all four are you counting under. yourself in that <laughs> Some days. Could be. Could be. Um, well, so let's, let's hear the baby. I think baby is... Come here, baby. You take him out. Uh, Eric, I've never expected you to be someone who, like, coos so much over children. Oh, yeah. I love babies. Okay. I'm learning a new stuff so, about you every yeah. time we record. I, mean, I may be an only child, and I may not have kids of my own at this particular juncture, but... Uh, there you go. Babies you go. like me, though, because, you know, we... Oh, there we go. Oh, so tiny. Wow. How old? Well, he is six weeks. Oh, so wow. he's a tiny, fresh one. That is a newbie. I'm amazed that you're like, specifically for you, Karita, no offense, I like that you're just like, that you're up and you're like doing all these, like you're six <laughs> weeks like out and you're so lively. <laughs> what, what's his name? This one's River. River? Mm-hmm. This is River's first podcast this appearance, I This is River's I take first it. podcast and he okay. may or may not be our your favorite guest. We'll so see. far he's whined less than I have on some episodes. Sometimes. So, yes. Sometimes, yeah. That's okay. You got it, babe. Take that bottle. Very nice. There we go, ma. All right. So you guys have been in uh, acting and commercials and, and movie productions and yeah, things like that. So, so you're n- is... nothing new to these cameras and TV. <laughs> no, we're comfortable in that space. Yeah. And we like to use that, um, you know, to, I don't know, share what we love. And what we love is Wisconsin and being green and, and being part of a community. And so that's where really Mindfluencers came about. We were... We were talking about it, and it kind of blossomed about, what, yeah. six months ago? <laughs> and part of it, too, is having that experience of, you know, we're with kids, and, like, we're really busy. Thanks, honey. Um, really busy. And, like, we would see these stories about people that are, like, kayaking down a river and cleaning plastic out of the river. I'm like, that's really admirable and great, and it's mm-hmm. good for the environment, and I'm neck deep in diapers, and, like, I just <laughs> haven't showered in a few days. And, like, what can I do as, you know, a dad, as somebody who's just kind of running around trying to trying to, you know, get things done and, and be efficient and be a good dad and, and be there for my kids. So we decided we want to make it easier for ourselves. And maybe there are other folks who could benefit from this too. And we had the first episode premiere and it's been incredible. The amount of questions and feedback that we've gotten already about recycling, mm. like how to recycle better and easier and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. I mean, that's kind of the whole fun part we wanted to talk about for this episode is just the fact that I think Wisconsinites in general, because we're all pretty like outdoorsy, we're all really like, for the most part, we're pretty active people. We love like, we love our nature. We love our camping and that doesn't, I think, come for anyone without the idea of, like, we also have to preserve and protect our planet. So we were really excited to just kind of talk to you guys about some of those things that people could find on your show, but some of those, like, really hot tips and things about, like, how to just be more sustainable. So um, on your recycling comment, how do people recycle better? I have got so many, like, quick little tips that were just mind-blowing for me. Do it. Um, So number one, if you have ever had those little juice boxes, maybe you've got kids that drink the little juice boxes with the straws. Totally recyclable across okay. the U.S. 
put the straw back in the juice box. It goes straight in the bin. So the straw as well as the box. Yeah, you straw actually goes put in the it box. right in the box. Yeah, and okay. so, you know, juice boxes are used so much and so frequently, even in schools, that mm-hmm. this yeah. is something that we don't even realize. We, ch- you know, we throw them away. Another one is tinfoil. This is one I learned. I did not know that you're supposed to take tinfoil, clean it, and then ball it up in like... You can just ball it up. Like mm-hmm. baseball size. And baseball yeah. size. And then you recycle it. You can recycle tinfoil. Hmm. Especially for cats because they'll bat that stuff around. For or hours. Very yeah, useful. Really, Very honestly. Useful. That's a good tip. That's the reuse part of reduce, reuse, recycle. So right? There you go. Three R's. You got the, you got the important part already down. Like, I am with it. Reduce first, reuse, recycle. Tinfoil, also aluminum foil. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. yes. All the same thing. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So that's interesting because usually I just recycle jokes. Of course. Oh, nice. I'm on the road. I don't know where the uh, bum bum is on the the rim shot. I don't know where the rim shot is. It says it right on the screen. I already exited out of it. Anyway, all right. We'll tell Dave to edit that part out. Anyway, so aside from recycling jokes, what other kind of recycling tips do you guys have for us? I think, you know, some of the big things are just really, what you said, reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce meaning, you know, what can you get without packaging? Like, that's one of the basics because in the U.S., 30% of all of our waste and trash, plastic and packaging. So, like, you go to the grocery store and, like, oh, I'll get some nice fresh cucumbers. It's wrapped in plastic (laughs) in a styrofoam tray. They yeah. also have other cucumbers that don't have anything on it. And so one of the things I love about Wisconsin is like there's a farmer's market literally around every corner. Mm-hmm. And you can go there, take your bag, and grab all your produce and whatever else you need. And it's not packaged. It's just like it's on the table. Grab it. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny with grocery stores because I, I always hated paper bags because they don't hold much and they rip and they tear. Uh, plastic bags have a have a lot of convenience to them, although those are increasingly recyclable, yes. which is a good yes, thing. Yes, at the uh, grocery store. But yeah. the canvas-style bags and everything that they increasingly have, uh, those are really becoming more popular, and they're great to carry around. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I've started doing that a lot more, unless I'm making a huge grocery run, but so I'm finding myself using those bags more. Well, and I think that what's interesting, too, about what we're talking about on the show is that it's not making it all not, all or nothing. It's making these small changes. So like you said, like I try to do it when I can. You know, obviously I can't always, but if everyone did that, you're talking about a huge impact. And I think when we have interviews with people or we promote the show, we're not saying go be green 100%. We're actually just suggesting tips to make people make changes maybe 25 to 40% because as a whole, that's mm-hmm. going to make a huge dip into, you know, sustainability and and, and our future as a planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little little things add up and there's absolutely no judgment because we're, you know, we're just trying ourselves and learning and we're ignorant about a lot of this stuff. Well, like, and for example, this is, you know, how I talk about it is like we, we might do, you know, biodegradable toothbrushes, Patrick and I, but like our kids like Frozen and Paw Patrol, they're going to have the plastic ones. We can't be perfect. I can't just give them a biodegradable toothbrush and maybe draw a picture of Elsa on it. We are real, <laughs> you know, we're really real in that, but let's You'd probably say, get sued if you drew a picture I know, exactly. Of Elsa. Yeah, right. you got to be careful yeah. about those things. So then, you know, you think about, okay, well, 50% plastic free when it comes to bathroom stuff that's great that's mm-hmm. a huge impact and i think people somehow feel that that may not make a difference so everything that we're promoting are these suggestions and tips and then getting it into minds of families because 
together we can do this. Mm-hmm. And doing it for the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, the I next just, generation is I... literally yeah, in your li- hands. Yes. Holding <laughs> yeah, the next absolutely. Generation. Passing the next generation across the table. There we go. I'm worried about his diaper. Yeah. That's what I think he's mad about. Yeah, oh, I was going to ask to hold him, but not quite yet. Then. <laughs> uh, Maybe so. not quite. Yeah. Perfect. So, you know, Yes, grocery shopping, huge thing. So many culprits of like single-use plastic and all that kind of fun stuff. So what about, you know, what other things do you guys really tackle on the show and what are some other really great tips, um, you know, outside of our our food consumption? Because obviously, again, we are a state that loves brats and beer and cheese Mm -hmm. and all the fun stuff. So outside of food, what are some other things you guys get to touch on? So there's a lot of different things coming up. Um, We just did an interview yesterday with Just Coffee Cooperative. Mm-hmm. And they um, they're here in Madison. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, we, we know just oh, we're big fans. Yeah, good, yeah. good, amazing coffee, as you all know. But then um, find out like they have all this stuff around transparency in their contracts. You can go online and see their contracts they have with their growers because they're all about transparency, you know, equity for everyone that's in the process, and you know, being responsible for how they source the beans and all that sort of stuff. And it's just really cool. And it's like a simple thing about where you purchase something and what you purchase can make a big impact. And another one that uh, is coming up is um, Habitat Restore. Mm. Have you all, if you haven't been over there, it's amazing. Oh, I'm a big fan of the Habitat Restore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A pound of nails for a dollar, a pound yep. of screws for a dollar. Like, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> but they have so many um, furniture items and things that, like, when you're thinking about, you know, outfitting a home or if you're moving or even just like a gift idea, mm-hmm. like, I have this experience where I've got a pretty good, pretty high percentage of return rate on the gifts I get, Karina, at the holidays. <laughs> I mean, some years I'm like 100%. Like, I get her these gifts, and I'm like, here are the, the gift awards. receipts, and she returns all of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, but you, you can go to Restore and find something that's, you know, unique, like a unique furniture piece or something like that. Take the time to refurbish it, paint it, put your own kind of touch on it, and then it's like this really heartfelt gift. They also you, sell gift cards. <laughs> 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 if we're thinking about anything in the future. Yeah. For those people. Hint, hint. hint. Well, but isn't that also so helpful? I think, you know, in our, the majority of the 2020, you know, pandemic was also that huge housing boom. And so people were so into flipping things and DIYing. Yeah. And I think it's, I think going to places like the Habitat Restore is so much more helpful than going to like a run-of-the-mill craft store. Because you're also going to find more unique pieces there. So totally. I love that one. Yeah. Good call. And it also uh, goes back to charity. So that's very cool too. Exactly. And then um, getting just transportation, getting around town. Mm-hmm. Like one of our episodes is called Date Night. Mm. And uh, it's between the two of us, and we actually get out for a date, which is something that has. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope I like how you clarify that. Well, they, they, Husband they, with four children. Yes. No, they looked a little confused. I was like, no, it's us. It's not some random person. But anyway, yeah. the point being, we're we go out on a date, and instead of just driving ourselves and you know anything, we actually use Green Cab. So um, they're an all electric vehicle fleet of cabs, and there's zero emission transportation. Very, very convenient, and it wasn't any more expensive than Uber or a taxi or anything like that. It was just so cool, and we got to talk with the owner of the company and learn all about electric vehicles. And I didn't know any. I'm a minivan driving dad. Like, that's <laughs> EV is, like, this crazy expensive thing that, like, you know, Teslas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to learn about that and just learn how, you know, these small things we can do can really add up to a bigger impact. And it's all about just making it available. Mm-hmm. Do we think that Elon will come out with a Tesla minivan soon? Oh, I'm sure eventually. <laughs> There's, eventually you know, I mean, they're right. still working out all that technology. Yeah. And batteries are, you know, they're still expensive. They're still mm-hmm. heavy. And they, they use, and, you know, you have to 
be careful on batteries too. They use a lot of lithium. They use a lot of nickel. They use mm-hmm. a lot of, so it's, it's complicated Absolutely. to try to figure out what the true balance is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have a question going back to something you said uh, for the green cab. So living in Madison, I definitely have seen those around a lot. Do you know what other cities in Wisconsin green cabs live in? Or is it that kind of like a Madison area thing? I think it's mostly Madison now, and then they've got a couple other cities that they're launching in very soon, and then mm-hmm. actually moving, I think, to other states, too. So, Shri, you'll, well, you should watch the episode and find out all about that, because we talked to Shri, the owner, who does talk about their expansion plans and what they're doing, and it's really, really exciting. Yeah, they have the That's plans, awesome. I, but they haven't, I haven't, like, I live in Milwaukee, I've never seen one over there or outside of the Madison area, but I know there's a plan. I think it's coming. Yeah. But at least for Milwaukee, you have a lot more public transportation, right? There is more, and the electric Mm -hmm. scooters have become a big and Mm. occasionally tenuous topic over there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, and well, I live in a highly walkable area, and that's one of the reasons I moved there. So very true. And I I love that element of it too. So uh, there's a lot of ways to do that. Now, uh, I don't want to bring it back to food right away, but it's just in my head and before it leaves my brain. One of the things that I've been seeing as a trend lately, uh, because eating local is really good and supporting local farmers is, you know, a good thing. Local, everybody, uh, CSAs. Are, are becoming a much bigger thing. And I would, I would for one, encourage a lot of people to get more signed up with a CSA. Completely agree. It's so useful because you kind of know that you're going to have this food coming in every week. And it's like, I don't have to worry about going to get groceries in that kind of realm of stuff. And you know it's going to be consistent. And what I also love about that is it's a good example of that, that pairing of organic sustainability, local farming, and business model. That mm-hmm. business model of, hey, the farmers know they can count on that revenue. They can, you know, work against that, and they know that they're going to have crops to be able to, to give to people for that. And that's one of the areas that I'm fascinated with is what's what are the business models that people out there, entrepreneurs, are using and developing to make sustainability make business sense. And that's something I'm passionate about. And I should clarify for anyone unfamiliar, CSA stands for Consumer Supported Agriculture. Mm. And it's basically direct contracts, in a sense, that you make with local farms or butchers or whoever uh, to buy their products on a weekly basis or monthly or something like that. And they will deliver to you their freshest, best items and a lot of times it is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> well, and they give you what's in season. And that's yeah. also part of helping you get a nice the environment. Variety that way. You get a variety, but you're eating what you should be doing. We kind of go back in time because if you think about it, like in Wisconsin, you know, would you be eating fresh strawberries in January? No, but we still have access to it. And there's a lot of work that goes into getting those strawberries, quote unquote. But with the CSA, you're, you're really getting that idea of, what we should be eating during those seasons. So Mm. more squash and Mm -hmm. clementines and grapefruit are probably going to be in your box if you do the winter one. Mm -hmm. I do love that. And I think, again, not to keep bringing up our 2020 year, but it was I think that was also the first big stark realization for more people about truly supporting local. I think everyone understands in general it's a we should be supporting our local businesses and restaurants and all those fun things. But the idea that you are really cutting directly to those farmers, those butchers, I think that's such a, a great like aspect for it. I actually didn't know until those that imperfect food box subscription oh, yeah. came up how much of the like quote unquote ugly vegetables literally get thrown out because they're not aesthetically pleasing. Like what a ridiculous thing to throw away a perfectly good vegetable Well, that's good kind of how baby for. carrots got invented. <laughs> 
Really? Was what? It? I don't think I even knew that. Yeah, they were a lot of, you know, a lot of carrots don't look that good straight out of the ground. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so he's, uh, and I don't know his name or anything. I just know that somebody noticed a lot of those were going to waste. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why don't we just shave off the ugly parts on the outside? We'll have these cute looking baby carrots on the inside. And then they, so those are all the carrot would, would have been rejects. Shaving them down and packaging them baby I didn't carrots. Know yeah. that. I did not know that. I literally feel like I just learned so much just in that. That was amazing. Yes. I love that. I and also so smart. Yeah. I mean, it's a wise, if, if a cosmetic reason, if, if a fruit or a vegetable is perfectly good to eat, the nutrients are all there. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look as pretty. Right. That's mm-hmm. not an excuse not to use it. Yeah. It's just why, why on earth you would know. we throw that when out? When actually, right. usually the old ones or the, um, you know, not as pretty ones, they tend to have the best nutrients in it. So mm. like a banana, when it's brown, they say to eat it when it's, you know, Slimy and brown, <laughs> mm-hmm. but well, you peel know, it. They you know peel how to sell it. it. <laughs> I tell you that. Right, because I'm not selling bananas very well here. So you're saying banana bread is really yes, good to eat. That's yes, what I do. we have brown bananas in our refrigerator, and I'm hoping to make banana bread with. I would love that. I think you. We should do that. Yeah, we, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to make banana bread. I don't know. Take the kids. That's, I can do that. <laughs> All yes. four of them. Oh yes. my gosh. I feel uh, like you're not going to live down that no. comment later. No. <laughs> I, I think I have a few comments I'm not going to live down later. So oh, that's okay. Oh my gosh, that's so and funny. There's a really cool organization called Little John's. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but mm-hmm. they they take all that excess food, the stuff that can be sold, you know, the meat, the vegetables, everything, and they turn it into it's um, you know, these these meals for different sectors of the community, like people experiencing homelessness and mm-hmm. different areas where people could really use a meal. They take the food that's just not like aesthetically pleasing and um the the chefs there they turn into these incredible meals like they on instagram they have all these pictures and like oh my god that looks delicious mm-hmm. and it's just such a cool thing to think about the entire life cycle and ecosystem of them you know using waste to give someone else something they need you know and i love that too because i actually worked uh, for a while with the oshkosh area community food pantry and so i remember like being really like stark of just how the rest of like the food life cycle went and it was kind of heartbreaking to see like most of the things that were coming into the food pantries were all of the like old rejects that they couldn't sell anymore Mm. in the grocery store so now it's there and like hopefully those people who needed those items were getting it before it like fully expired and that's not by any means a knock on that food pantry that was a wonderfully set up food pantry and gave a lot of empowerment to those individuals but it was one of those things where you don't even think about where that food goes when it's not picked up at the grocery store afterwards Mm -hmm. um so i think even yeah like you're to your point cutting a lot more directly especially for those like you know homeless or impoverished communities would be so game-changing for them yeah in the one of the upcoming episodes we go to metcalf's and interview tim metcalf of the grocery store and they have a partnership with little john and um they they give them their food and something like in the past six months it was i'm gonna get the numbers wrong i should have written this down but something like 30 30 tons of food mm-hmm. oh my went, gosh, was diverted wild. out of landfill, diverted out of trash, and turned into meals for people who could really use yeah, them. Yeah, when they told us that fact, we'll have to get that exact fact, but mm-hmm. we were, like, speechless, which doesn't, that it takes a lot for us to <laughs> actually be, like, quiet when he said it, and I was like, yeah. wow, I, like, didn't know that. So Metcalf's mm-hmm. in uh, Madison is another great place, to, you know, if you want to support that kind of sustainability um, store while eating, mm-hmm. you know, that's you, are, you have a, to go shopping. That's so. also just a great grocery store. <laughs> it is really, they play classical yeah. music. I, I mean, know, you can't so get fun. better than that. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, you guys, well, this has been super informative, I think, for all four of us. We've learned something new. Are so we had time already? I know, 
right? Oh. Um, do you guys have any last minute like sustainability tips that you want to get out before we wrap up? I'll just listen to all the episodes of The Cabin and find the places to go. Like the, the, <laughs> the river episode I was listening to the other day, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's so many places I want to go. Just get outside, like you were saying. And mm-hmm. I think probably the most important thing to remember for people is, and we remember this all the time, is like, do what you can. But don't feel bad if, like, you have to just grab something quick and, like, you're in a rush. Like, that's okay. Um, It's all about, you know, being aware, learning, and doing what you can and not judging yourself, not judging others. But if we can all take small actions, then hopefully it can add up to a bigger impact. Yeah, making small changes, having a a fresh mindset when it comes to being green and kind of redefining it, that it's easier than we think. And then also watch our episodes. Uh, the people we interview, they are the experts. We're not really the experts. We're kind of on this journey to learn, and we share what we're learning, but we're we're learning from the people who know. Mm-hmm. So you're the messengers. We're kind of the messengers of mm-hmm. all of this, and we're trying to change our ways, just like a lot of families are in our community. And um, And with that, we're trying to do it with some entertainment, with some fun. We're trying to laugh through it. And then everything we learn, we bring right into our home and then kind of share it with your home. And so it's kind of a collaboration. And that's how we think of ourselves as mindfulencers is we're in it with you guys. And we're just Mm -hmm. thinking about our future just as much as I think everyone else is. Well, and it's also, I think, the great message of if two people with (laughs) four (laughs) children, um, you know, can do it like that. You know, it speaks a lot more volumes of the fact that it is not easy, but it's it's attainable to do versus, you know, someone like me who just is rocking like two cats at home. Um, Like if I (laughs) shout, like, you know, be more sustainable, it doesn't ring as deeply as when, you know, an entire family family is really committed to that. So I think it's a great way that people can just um, definitely really connect with you guys. So on that note, where do people watch the Mindfluencers? Well, there's actually three ways. Um, the first way is you can download the Discover Wisconsin app. And We're that, big fans. Yeah. Yes. Fans, yeah. <laughs> I've um, heard of that. And you can do that on your phone, on your smart TV, and then also on YouTube, Mindfluencers and Discover Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I said three, but I kind of shoved in four different ways to do it. Well, you guys Facebook always too. do this. You turn three into four <laughs> a lot. keep turning it's, three into four. We, we round, and we have a dog and a cat. So there it's like, yeah, we're in the, the ballpark there. Um, but yeah, Facebook as well, and the Mindfluencers Facebook, Mindfluencers YouTube, and then Discover Wisconsin YouTube, Discover Wisconsin app. And I think that's yeah, that should be it. it. Yeah, and you guys it. are also on social, right? Where can people oh, yeah. find you on Instagram, Facebook? Mindfluencers underscore on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then the Mindfluencers on Facebook. That's awesome. All Patrick right. and Karina and... Um, baby River. River. Yes, sweet baby River. Thank you all so much for joining us in the cabin today. Thank you for having us. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you very much. So they were really fun, but I also mm. love that we had the youngest guest ever officially in the cabin. Our first guest younger than the cabin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Born in 2021. <laughs> I mean, there's also, no offense, Eric, a couple of people in the cabin who are also younger than the TV show. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it works Actually, out. Actually, both of you are. Yep. Yeah. You? yep. <laughs> Wait, what year were you born, Dave? Uh, 91. Son of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's good to be back. Kids, sit down. Let me tell you a story and give you a Werther's Original candy. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. I saw a review regarding your age the other day that I'm really excited to get to eventually. I'm going to read it soon. We're really excited (laughs) In this episode? Uh, Maybe. I forgot where I put it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's on one of the upcoming episodes. We'll read it. (laughs) You know, just because the AARP sent me a piece of mail the other day. (laughs) Did you actually know that... uh, 
anyone can have AARP. It's just more encouraged for people over the age of 50. I suppose. But, but anyone can have an AARP card. Really? Like if you're 20, you can yeah. do it? Okay. Wow. So it was like a budgeting hack or something I saw on TikTok. Like, like wow. if we're going to retire anyway, right? So well, for you, I, no. I fully believe it wholeheartedly if you saw it on TikTok. Oh, I believe everything I see on TikTok, yeah. obviously. Speaking of sustainability. Okay. <laughs> we have a message here from our friends at UW-Platteville this week, um, and they just wanted to talk about how much they're excelling in the realm of sustainability. They offer affordable education and merit-based scholarships and graduate programs. Um, and some of those programs that you can major in are sustainability and green programs. They do... They're uh, a very green-focused school, which is super cool. Yeah. Well, they're, they're focused on engineering, mining, minerals, things like yep. that. So it just kind of goes with that territory. Mm -hmm. But uh, I also see here tree research, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. you know anything about that, Susan? Off the top of my head, no. But the fact okay. that they have tree research programs is pretty exciting. But they also have like composting programs, like things about, I know we talked about uh, many van Teslas, but they also do a lot with like electric uh, vehicles and like their charging stations, which quite frankly, for an engineering school, I would totally expect them to tackle yeah, electric exactly. vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a really great university for also just keeping green and finding more sustainable things. Mm -hmm. And a very green place. Platteville's very, very, if you love nature, Platteville's a very good place to be. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Obviously, to learn more, go to just uwplat.edu. Not, not the full Platteville, just uwplat.edu and learn more about their sustainability programs, their sustainability plans, and also figure out how you can get, you know, your next piece of education at UW Platteville. Is that two T's or one T? Two T's. Okay. U-W-P-L-A-T-T dot E-D-U. Wonderful. <laughs> Platt being their nickname, I suppose. Oh, I suppose. There you go. <laughs> and go to Steve's Pizza when you're in Platteville. It's good Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And much like our counties of the week with the Wisconsin Counties Association, we're looking forward to bringing you a small town feature of the week with Cobblestone Hotels. Of course, they specialize in going to the downtowns of these smaller towns and really helping to make it easier to stay in the town and inject some life in that town. Let you walk around, check some cool things out. This week we're featuring Medford. Yeah, the county seat of Taylor County. Woo! Way out there. It's home to the 26-mile Pine Line Recreation Trail that can take you from Medford to Prentice. If you love the North Woods and peace and quiet in nature. That's another wonderful place to be. It's also, uh, it's in the southern portion of the Shawamigan National Forest in the Medford Park Falls District. So whether you want to hike, bike, ATV, rest up at the Borders Inn and Suites in Medford, which is part of the Cobblestone family, big city quality, small town hotels. They have 160 freaking locations. That's crazy. Find your stay at cobblestonehotels.com. Cobblestone Hotels, the official hotel chain partner of Discover Wisconsin. Woo! Do you guys know what's really fun? Naked Twister. Dancing to that intro <laughs> music. Oh my. <laughs> Dancing to the music, yes. I was going to ask, is it required that everyone has to? Because everyone does. Um, you yeah. can't help it. You got to so, at least move your neck around. It's a not bit. required, but we do judge every guest who does not move yeah, when we play Josh music. Josh O was in here for the pizza episode and was straight faced. He was so stoic. He, he was thinking that guy about loves pizza. pizza so much, though. And we he judged him through the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Andy, what's the real answer? What's super fun that we're talking about today camping for the fun of it camping Yay! for the fun oh, of it that is what we're
we're talking about. My goodness, of course. <laughs> so we have a brand new Discover Wisconsin episode coming out late November. It is called Camping for the Fun of It, which is... Honestly, it does not really fit the traditional mold of what we do for previous Discover Wisconsin episodes. So, Andy, tell us a little bit like how it's different, why it's different, and what people can kind of expect from that episode. Uh, sure. Well, camping for the fun of it, the the episode, what's interesting about it is that, you know, usually we go to like a destination or, you know, like a city or an area of Wisconsin. Um, but in this episode, we do not. We go to, well, multiple uh, campgrounds. The thing with camping for the fun of it is it's like a family of campgrounds. I think there's 14, but they're constantly growing. So it could be 30 by now. No, it's probably 14 or 15, 16, somewhere in there. <laughs> uh, you know, campgrounds all over the state. And what they do is they all work together to make sure that they offer, you know, great things for families to do. Um, so it's kind of like a one-stop shop for campgrounds. You know, you could go to a national park or something, and you camp in the trees and the woods, and you make a campfire. Or you can go to these camping for the fun of it uh, campgrounds, and you know, there's you're you're bound to find like water slides, or you know, ice cream socials, or swimming pools, and jumping pillows, and you know, things for your kids to do all day long. Um, and then you know what? You can still come back to your campsite at night, have your campfire, do your camping together as a family. But let me tell you, I went camping with my kids this summer and we sat and poked a fire with a stick <laughs> all day long. Uh, <laughs> at Camping for the Fun of It, you do not have to do that. There are things for you to do. And, uh, and we, we went to four of them in this episode. Uh, Eric was with me. Uh, for two of them. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and your thoughts. What were your thoughts? Well, they're always a lot of fun. I mean, this is literally, we've done an episode on uh, bushcrafting before mm -hmm. where you're really out there roughing it. This is the opposite. Yeah. Check out episode 90 of the Cabin Podcast. Indeed. Now you're still in nature, which is the beautiful part, and you still get to appreciate and enjoy nature, but you do get very easy access to creature comforts and a lot of activities for the kids to do. And I think that's one of the most important things. Uh, it's very family oriented. So I went to the two I went to one was in Wani walk, which I've, I'm still getting used to the E part. I always said want walk my whole life and they kept <laughs> correcting me. Uh, but I was dealing with, um, just great people there. Uh, Dennis and Diane were just mm -hmm. absolutely terrific. We had so much fun with them and we got to see one end of their campgrounds, which are, you know, real campsites up in the Hills. This is in the middle of the Driftless area, mm -hmm. right off highway 33. So gorgeous and uh, close to the Dells, but far enough away where you're not, it's not Delsey. It's mm -hmm. nature. -y. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then right across the main road, you have this recreation area which included uh, really kind of a natural lake because it was spring-fed, mm -hmm. this big area, which some of the areas were dog-friendly. Some were just for people and kids and the big, uh, what do you call it? What, what are we calling those, Andy? The, the big wibbits. Kids, the the wibbits. wibbits. Yeah. Those huge things that kids can climb on and it's play on. It's basically like and, a water park. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you and say then there's it, an area it you could fish. Of, yeah, you could go fishing. Yeah, I was going to say. Wow. And, they, and there, were, there were like kayaks. That you mm -hmm. could, that you didn't, and if yes. you were staying there, you didn't even have to rent them or anything. They were just there for you. That's all included. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So it was, it was like you had the ultimate options mm -hmm. available to you here. And uh, it was Chaparral Campground. I should probably say the name of the campground That's too. Right. <laughs> but uh, just an absolutely beautiful setting and a great mm -hmm. place with a lot to do. Very clean. <laughs> 
Very yeah. well maintained. Yeah, it really was. Uh, and we just we just had a wonderful time there that day. Uh, another one I went to, uh, and this was more of a this was a summer we filmed at Chaparral. I think it was in June, wasn't it? Still early if it on wasn't, in the it summer. was like yeah, it was like early July. If it, it was one of those J months, mm -hmm. and it was just absolutely gorgeous. And you know, I got to make lemonade. Of course, that didn't make Oof. the show. I'm still no. mad about that. You got <laughs> to drink the, the lemonade. Funny. Oh, you That's didn't true. get to drink the lemonade. No. <laughs> I had to give it to the... I Well, I drank yeah. some of the lemonade, not the stuff yeah. you made. I assume yours was almost as good as the lemonade I got. <laughs> I hope so. I hope yeah. so. And then uh, we did a little bit more of a fall-like, because we filmed this in... Was that September? Or was that it earlier? Was this, late September, yep. At uh, Boulder Creek, Boulder which Creek is in Bagley. Bagley, Bagley <laughs> which is just south of both Prairie du Chien and Wyalusing State Park. Mm. So it's just along the little Great River Road stretch, just south of there. And the natural beauty around there is stunning, too. you got the bluffs and the Mississippi River right and there. how many and, eagles? There were, like, yeah, too many. The, like, 30. And, they were flying it, you like normal birds. Well, yeah, they were all over the place above everywhere. you in the bluffs. They were very yeah. majestic. But that place, too, had all of these great things to do. Oh, really nice in-ground pool. Uh, yeah, Joy and Tom. And apparently Tom... Uh, one of the owners just did all of these improvements. Uh, they had a new pool. They had a new treehouse, a new, like, what was it? The pedal car track. Mm -hmm. um, I mini mean, golf. Yeah, they were improved. Oh, the mini golf with the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. The improvements there were incredible. And they're um, all very new. Now, that had been a campground in one form or another since, mm -hmm. I mean, for decades and decades and decades. But a lot of the uh, improvements are a couple years old, if if that. Hmm. Right. So, and, and then, and I will say, um, one of the things about the improvements, and and that's uh, one of the things that all the camping for the fun of it campgrounds really shared. Um, Bud, uh, Bud Steyer runs Jellystone and Fort Atkinson and Hickory Hills, which were the other two campgrounds that we went to. And hmm. his big thing is every year he wants something new. He wants people to come back that summer and say, you know, what's new this year? Um, because he's always adding new fun things for the kids to do. Or, you know, new amenities, whether it be, oh, Jellystone, the most recent thing was this new pond, as he calls it. But, I mean, it, I mean, I guess it's a pond, but it's 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 a water park. It's a water park in the middle of their campground. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's, it's crazy. And apparently it used to be a fishing pond, but everyone we talked to that camps around the fishing pond, the old fishing pond, which is now the pond, uh, <laughs> they cannot believe how much you know, how much more there is to do now that the pond has been installed. Um, and then Hickory Hills is an old Girl Scout camp, actually. So you get a little bit of history. There's like some old old cabins and stuff. And you can imagine, you know, it was built in like the 20s. But the Camping for the Fun of It group has taken over Hickory Hills and they've added, again, the Wibbits on the lake. I think it's Rice Lake, I want to say. So they're right on a lake. So you can go out, you know, on a canoe or kayak or a boat. But you can also play on the water park. You can, uh, again, with the jumping pillows, and they have like a donut bar in the morning for breakfast, and they have an ice cream social in the afternoons. Um, you know, for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, what I took away from doing this episode was that I've got all sorts of new plans to take my kids next summer. Um, I just got to find the time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know you're well, taking them to Boulder Creek because you could not talk enough <laughs> effervescent like compliments about that place. Off well, it was, it was also <laughs> a Halloween-themed week at Boulder Creek. So, oh, you know, we had, uh, you know, and I'm a sucker for that, too, and trick-or-treating <laughs> and, you know, a haunted house. Eric was very spooked. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Bit. And well, that's in the episode? It's oh it's yeah, a lot that's of good stuff. A lot oh, of good stuff was in, in the episode. It's definitely one you need to check out. So you can watch the exclusive early debut on the Discover Wisconsin app uh, before it hits your local broadcast station. You can download the app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Just search Discover Wisconsin. Uh, this will be starting on November 14th. And after the episode premieres on TV, you can stream it anytime on demand. Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Chromecast, Android TV, Smart TV, and on the Discover Wisconsin YouTube channel. And, of course, it'll be on broadcast wide, Bally Sports Wisconsin and Bally Sports North, Saturday, November 20th at 10 a.m. or check your local listings. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us Perfect. again, Andy. Thanks, Thanks for camping with me, Andy. You. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. Who's ready for the review of the week? I am. I see Texas on here. I thought you would Ooh, like that. Huh. Yes. This review comes to us from Apple Podcasts. It's called. It's from a Wisconsinite in Texas, and it's titled Huge Thanks. Um, this one's very sweet. Uh, this person says, I love the show. You all do an exceptional job. I am currently stationed in Texas and won't be back in Wisconsin until I can retire, which is not soon enough. The show <laughs> accompanies my Sunday afternoon walks when my kids are taking their naps. It brings me a little nostalgia back to my life. Thank you for all that you do. And also, if you haven't already, can a show be done on the Ice Age Trail? And if there's already one done, I apologize. I haven't made it through every episode. Well, Wisconsin- We have a lot of them now. It's hard to get through all of them. Yeah, Wisconsin and Texas, we do expect a lot of binge listening from our listeners. So. <laughs> but we haven't. We haven't done a not one that's focused on it. specific one. We've no. discussed segments of like the Ice hiking. Age Trail, but yeah. we haven't, and that would be an excellent. How, Do you how, know how can we haven't fun? thought of it yet? I think we have. <laughs> I think the problem was last year or like last winter, we really wanted to talk to that girl Emily. And oh yeah, I, I don't know her last name because I only know her Instagram handle is Emily on Trail. <laughs> yeah, because she just did the entire thing last year. I think it would be super fun to sit down with her or like someone else who's completed the entire thing and actually. Yeah, cool. Chat it out. We should so. discuss this in an internal meeting. <laughs> you would think, right? <laughs> you know? yeah. Or, hey, if someone else has hiked the entire Ice Age Trail and you're listening to this and you want to come on, send me an email. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wisconsinite in Texas, I'm not sure where in the state you are stationed, but uh, I went to high school in the Dallas area and I was a boomeranger. Hope you get to be too. Thank yeah. You. And also thank you thank for you. the review. And thank you for your service. So make sure you join us next week. Uh, of course, it's Thanksgiving week next week already. We'll Holy be diving bananas. into. I know, I know. We'll be diving into kid-friendly activities, and it will not be about uh, shopping on Thanksgiving. It'll be about all kinds of other fun stuff. So make sure you join us, all right? And as we get ready to wind things down, a message here from the All of Us Research Program, Insulin, Penicillin, the Heart Transplant. All of these medical breakthroughs were thanks to research. Research made possible with the help of volunteers. And that's where you come in. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people from across the U.S. to share their unique health information. Because the more data researchers have, the faster they can find the next health breakthrough. But there can be no breakthroughs without research. And there's no research without you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Paulson, Dave Janis, and me, Susan Foch, with guest hosts of Patrick and Karina Cunningham. Produced by me and Audio Dave, with video editing by Quinn Savinak, and social media by me and Courtney Haas. The Cabinet's production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave us that review. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. We've had a great relationship with uh, Dean Distributing ever since I got into the bar business. They were one of the uh, first distributors to reach out and ask what we needed to 
help be successful. You know, they provide signage, they provide a tap specialist when needed. Being across from Lambeau Field, we definitely have to bring in more product for game days. So getting a tap trailer from Dean Distributing is very crucial. The way I see it, the relationship with all tavern owners is it, it's a partnership. A lot of tavern owners have really good ideas, so sometimes we just need to listen and help them out. And if they're successful, we're successful. Not only do Wisconsin's beer distributors manage products, they also partner with local taverns to raise money for safe ride programs and other charities. And these relationships are built to last. Ken was our driver uh, when I started in 88. Right away, we had a, a real good relationship with Dean Distributing. The Dean brothers were great to work with. And then as Kenny became the, the GM, uh, you know, that relationship continued. It's kind of stayed the same in the sense that if we ask for some help, they're always there. Whether it's helping a charity event, whether it's um, trying to build an event on our own, whether it's a huge Packer game that we gotta get ready for, you know, they've always been there to help us. And now you know your Wisconsin.